Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Bog Podcast. I am your host, Jared. This is your go-to weekly Disney podcast, and today we are talking Disney Cruise Line, specifically the Disney Treasure, the upcoming Disney Cruise Line newest edition. Before we get into all that, let me mention a few things that I always like to. This episode is brought to you by Mickey Travels. We'll be talking more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. And of course, my co-host, who is Alyssa Antonelli. She's been co-hosting really alongside me for the last few months. She's still doing it. She hasn't left yet. I'm proud of her, honestly. <laughs> uh, but uh, regardless, very excited to discuss the Disney treasure with Alyssa today, because not only is Alyssa this my trusty co-host, but she's also the co-owner of Mickey Travels, who is a diamond-level Disney travel agency and Disney vacation planners. So we're going to talk about how you can utilize Mickey Travels to book those Disney cruises um, and book those Disney treasure cruises, not to mention another great thing about having Alyssa on the podcast today is she was fortunate enough to sail on the wish a few times and Mickey Travels was very blessed and fortunate to be invited on the christening of the Disney wish. So Alyssa has lots of experience, not just with Disney Cruise Line, but with the Disney wish, which is technically the Disney Treasures sister ship which we'll talk more about in this episode. So, so much to get into. That's why I'm rambling a lot at the beginning, because I'm just excited. But um, Alyssa, how are you doing before we, uh, you know, jump into cruise talk? First of all, I'm as excited as you are about talking <laughs> about anything Disney Cruise Line. Um, but having a great day. I'm excited about another podcast. I I agree. You and I have been together for quite a while now, and I'm loving mm -hmm. it. So as long as nobody complains about me and says, get that co-host off and get another one, um, I'm having a good time. Look, there's been a running joke. It, it's like this, uh, not just on the podcast, guys, but it's like this on the Disney YouTube or the Mickey Bog YouTube channel, too. I like to say that I'm just Ken. I don't know if you've watched <laughs> the Barbie film, but that's kind of who I am because I've actually run into a few people. I've, I've been uh, only a few people have been like, hey, you're Jared. Mostly people are like, hey, you do videos with Miranda. And I had at Hollywood Studios a few weeks ago, someone come up to me and be like, hey, where's Alyssa? So that was that was really funny. People love love you on the podcast. And I'm very glad that we've been doing this for several months that is now. so nice. So, I, I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I don't think I could – I couldn't think of a better person to do it with. Yeah. Well, I think we really – sort of balance each other out, you know, and I think we both yeah. have very different, um, you know, skill sets and, and backgrounds and experience. And I think that's what helps it. Um, and we're but, both such Star Wars fans that that's what <laughs> really threads our love of yeah. everything together. Because without that, Jared, I don't know if we'd last. I really, I, it's so true. Alyssa Can you hear that sarcasm? I... Like for the listeners, <laughs> Are they kind of like, wait a second, that was sarcasm. It's easier to tell sarcasm when you're watching our episodes, which True. by the way- So I wanted to can. insert sarcasm. Yeah. And again, if you want to watch, you can. All of our episodes are available to be viewed on YouTube. Uh, ironically, some of our episodes are much more popular 
to on YouTube than they are um, via audio. But regardless, uh, it's easier to tell Alyssa's sarcasm. But if you're new here, if you're new to this podcast, <laughs> Alyssa isn't a big Star Wars person. Meanwhile, I have Star Wars posters behind me on my wall, and I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. So you know, it, it, we differing differing opinions, but it's okay. Uh, it's all good. It, we we it's yin and yang, and we come together and we we make it happen. Absolutely. So let's jump right into today's episode. We're going to be covering the upcoming Disney Treasure Cruise Ship, everything you should know about it, everything we do know about it. Um, luckily, uh, there was the huge Disney Treasure call where they revealed quite a bit of information, um, super exciting news. Obviously, there was also D23 where they discussed some of that as well. Um, but this is going to be the sixth cruise ship to do join the Disney Cruise Line fleet. Um, on top of that, there are supposedly two more cruise ships that will also be joining the fleet within the next several years. So this is just the beginning of the expansion of the Disney Cruise Line. You also got the new destination, Lighthouse Point, that's opening in 2024. It's just, there's a lot to be excited about. And, and before we jump into it, I guess, Alyssa, I, my wife and I, Obviously, uh, we got to go on really our first Disney cruise together earlier this year, which was just beyond special. And we think about it all the time. But um, did you ever think it would get this big, I guess, Disney Cruise Line? Because it's pretty incredible. In 25 years, uh, we've gone from like the, the little Disney magic, which again, I got to go on, uh, to, to, you know, six ships with several more incoming and destinations and basically all seven continents. It's crazy. So, um, yeah. Did you ever think it would, it would expand like this? You know, um, I don't think so. If you'd asked this question, you know, a few years ago, um, mm -hmm. you know, it sort of, like we said, you know, there was the magic and the wonder and they were sister ships. And then, you know, the dream came along. It was so much bigger. And then they built the sister ship to that, which is the fantasy. And then the mm -hmm. wish came out and it was just, beyond magical um and now a sister ship to the wish which is the treasure and like you said beyond and beyond and not only castaway key but now lookout key at lighthouse point um you know mm. i will say a few years ago no i would have said you know we've got this these four ships doing really good um i will say now to answer your question no it doesn't surprise me and i think it's going to continue to grow um mm. this cruising I'm going to be real for a minute, if you'll let me. Um, during COVID, when everything shut down, um, you know, as you know, cruising was one of the last things to come back. Mm -hmm. It's based on safety and protocols. And there was such a pent up demand to get back on the seas and to sail. Mm. And once, you know, the floodgates opened and they allowed guests back on these ships, they're selling out. They're yeah. full. They're selling out. Um, sailing after sailing, um, and there is a demand. And what I love about the Disney Cruise Line fleet is each of the ships are different, but then they also have different itineraries and destinations. So it's yeah. not like you have six ships going to the same place. Hmm, you know, what do I do? You've got ships that are sailing everywhere, both domestically and internationally, um, with different offerings. So there's some, sort of like we say about Disney World, there's a different resort for everybody. There's a mm -hmm. different park for everybody. There's a different restaurant for everybody. There's a different cruise ship, Disney cruise ship for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, something that I like to sort of utilize as like a comparison when I think about the Disney Cruise Line, um, and I started thinking about it when when you were just talking, is, you know, everybody grew up and a lot of people went on their like yearly vacations with their family. Sometimes it's that cabin, sometimes it's the, the beach or whatever, and lots of families revisit the same location. Um the the thing that Disney has mastered since day one, since it first opened its doors to Disneyland, is it has this unique ability to keep guests coming back because they have, okay, well, there's a new ride this time. There's a different resort that we haven't stayed at. Well, Disney World has like 30 resorts with partnered resorts too. So, you know, it gets guests to be like, okay, well, yes, we went last year, but this trip will be totally different because we're staying here and we're going to go to this park and we're going to go to this water park. That is unique because, you know, when you're growing up and you're going to the cabin or you're staying at that beach house, it's the same, you know, it's the same place. It's the same thing, same restaurants. And kids love returning back to Disney because it's different every time. Disney Cruise Line is just like that. And I think they do a phenomenal job at being like, okay, well, yeah, you went on that ship, but uh, have you been on that ship with this itinerary? Or, yeah, you've been on that ship, but we have uh, now five other ships that you haven't been on. And each ship is completely unique with different offerings, different restaurants, different even characters pop up. So that's what I love about it. I mean, the first thing I thought about, frankly, when I got off my cruise on the Disney Magic was like, oh, I can't wait to explore the other ships, you know, because each ship is different. So I just I just wanted to say that real quick, because I think that's in my opinion, what makes Disney Cruise Line so unique because they do a phenomenal job top to bottom. And if you want to hear more about Disney Cruise Line, Alyssa and I actually did a full episode on why you should cruise on Disney Cruise Line um, um, just like a month month or two ago. So go check that episode out. But let's jump right into the Disney treasure because- Sarah, Can I just say one quick thing real, real quick, not to interrupt? Of course. Um, so I definitely want to, I'm excited about talking about the treasure. The other thing, just to kind of piggyback on what you said- Disney Cruise Line has so many loyal guests that they have mm-hmm. a loyalty program called yeah. Castaway Club. And so you've got your silver, your gold, your platinum, and now your pearl um, cruisers. And so the fact that they have a loyalty program for pe- for guests who have gone on one, five, 10, or 25 times plus just shows you the loyalty that guests have to Disney Cruise Line over a lot of other um, cruise ships and um, that are out there. And there's a lot of other, of other ones, but mm-hmm. there is an absolute loyalty to the Disney Cruise Line, um, so much so that there's a loyalty program. And that loyalty program exists for a reason. I mean, the amount of people that I spoke to, at least when I went on my Disney Cruise, was that said, oh, I'm never going on a different cruise line, or I'm always going to come back on Disney um, there was even the phrase like Disney ruined cruises for me in a good way, where it's like people can't even possibly imagine going on a different cruise line because Disney Cruise Line is just that good. It offers something for everybody. You know, I, I know we're going to jump really you know, specific into the treasure, but each of the ships, there are things for adults. There are things yeah. for kids. There are things for families, even so much so on Castaway Key. You have mm-hmm. family beaches, you have adults exclusive beaches, you have kid areas. Disney is making sure that every single person of any age from nine to 90 
has something that is going to be exciting for them. Um, and I think that that's really awesome. And I think that's why Disney Cruise Line is so beloved by Disney fans. Absolutely. So let's jump into the yeah. newest and uh, very yeah. anticipated upcoming ship. Let's start off with some specifics. Obviously, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, this is the sixth DCL ship to join the fleet. The maiden voyage actually takes off on December 21st, 2024. Um, so we're nearing about, it's about 14 months away from its first voyage. This is technically known as a sister ship to the Wish. As Alyssa mentioned earlier, each of the other ships also has like a sister ship. Um, both the Wish and the Treasure are 144,000 tons and host 1,250 staterooms. So they are, you know, the grandest, biggest, you know, sort of, uh, you know, most gorgeous of the ships. Um, I'm sure the Treasure will be just as gorgeous as the Wish is. Although it's going to be pretty tough to beat, Alyssa, because people really love the Wish. Um, it's gorgeous. And, uh, and it really gorgeous. is gorgeous. So out of the... 1,256 staterooms um, over 1,133 will feature in ocean view, which I thought was very cool. Um, every stateroom on this ship will actually have a tub, which I think is very, very cool. Um, and then on top of that, each stateroom will be themed around adventurous stories, of course, being that this is, you know, called the treasure. Things like Aladdin, Lion King, Luca, um, and specialty suites will also be themed after things like the Jungle Book and Lion King um, and the highly anticipated Tomorrow Tower Suite, which will be themed after Epcot, which I have a feeling will just be booked up eternally. It'll just never be available. But it, it, it's it's so cool that they're doing an Epcot themed like tower suite. I think that's incredible. So. Out of everything I just said, um, what sort of excites you about all that? Because this is going to be a bit of a unique ship with some of the things I just mentioned. Well, I'm super excited. I love the wish. I, <laughs> it's just so special and so beautiful. I'm really excited to be honest with you to see this sister ship and see the spaces that I'm used to seeing and what they're themed after on the wish and see what they've done on the treasure. Um, I think that's really, really exciting to see, oh, this is this on the wish. Look at how they rethemed this to make sense for the treasure. It can't be the same ship. If it's the same ship, then why even bother? Um, so mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. I do want to say, Jared, I was actually kind of, and I apologize if I was looking down. Um, mm -hmm. We had some news that just came out that this weekend, the next funnel of the Disney treasure arrived at the Meyer shipyard in Germany. Oh, that's true. We so did I just have wanted that to because that's just so relevant. I just wanted to, mm -hmm. I wanted to mention that. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Um, and uh, one of my um, coworkers, team members, uh, Kayla, was already like pointing out hidden Mickeys and stuff, which is hilarious to me. But and I think we have know, a Mickey blog article uh, about that funnel, do we not? We do. Yeah, we yeah. have a Mickey blog article. We also have a Instagram post over on the page too. So if you want to cool. go check it out, you can I just find wanted out to some mention more information. That's kind of a some new new uh, intel regarding this beautiful ship. Yeah, it's being built and it's being rapidly built, obviously, with the fact that it is opening um, next December. It's going to be interesting. That first sailing, Alyssa, takes place during Christmas. But hey, yes. what a better way to spend a Christmas, huh? So I mean, interestingly, wow. I kind of spoke to some, um, some cast at Disney Cruise Line. And, you know, interestingly, um, I'm sure many of our viewers and listeners know that the deposit for that specific sailing is non-refundable. 
which is kind of interesting, right? Because, you know, Mm. with any other sailing, it's a non, it's a refundable deposit up until final payment. But this one is you put your money down. It is non-refundable. I thought that might sway people, but it has not. The sailing, the maiden is almost full. Um, It was also, it's a seven night. It is over Christmas. Um, and people are so excited about it. I wasn't really sure how, I'm going to be honest with you. Like you said, Jared, like it was over Christmas, mm-hmm. but I think what better way to celebrate Christmas morning than to wake up on the beautiful Disney treasure. Look, I you mean, wouldn't hate that. you know how much I love, uh, Christmas and one of yeah. my new bucket list Disney goals, uh, has been after I've been seeing so much content from you know, uh, even um, a member of our own team here on Mickey Travels from the Halloween uh, at sea. One of my dreams is to now go on the the Christmas time uh, cruises because people say very such, merry time. Yes, people say such amazing things about those Christmas time cruises, and and man, what a what a dream that is! I mean, if you love Christmas and you love Disney Cruise Line, I mean. Talk about a perfect one-two punch. So speaking about which, um, again, I know I'm, I'm swaying from uh, the treasure for a minute, but um, Mickey Travels had about 70 agents on the very first Very Merry Time sailing on the Wish last year. Very wow. first one. They were actually putting the tree up as we were getting onto the ship. And what's really neat is the decorations were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to say it. But what's really cool is Santa came all the characters mm-hmm. were dressed in holiday outfits. Jared, you would have hated it. <laughs> it would have been, would have been like, I'm, I can't even be here. <laughs> Drop me off at the next This board. is just the worst. Yeah. I... Worst. Jared, you would have really been <laughs> miserable. Yeah. My... Oh, by the way, insert sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, seriously. <laughs> for, for our audio listeners. Uh, no, but not to mention that my birthday actually falls a week before Christmas. So I grew up, um, you know, just sort of loving that time of year obviously as a kid it's like okay birthday christmas new year's thanksgiving's right beforehand um you know so it's just such a wonderful time of year for me personally so i've actually already i still several i'm I'm over two years away till my 30th but i thought about celebrating my 30th on a christmas time cruise uh you know figured that would be a fun way who would who would you reach out to to book that cruise you know, there's this place, but the name keeps escaping me, and I just can't. I don't know. It's lost. I'm. I'm. I, it's lost. It's it's lost somewhere. Up Can in I, this want me to help I, you? I think I think you're gonna need to. I think if you want to go on a very maritime cruise for something that special, you're gonna want to reach out to Mickey Travels. I think so. I yeah, think that's that's the name. There it is. There it is. Yes. <laughs> No, absolutely. I uh, I will be doing so. And in fact, um, what's so great about, you know, the agency, which we're going to talk about later, is just especially with things like, you know, the cruise line. I mean, the cruise line, Disney cruise lines are, are it's so easy anyways, right? You book it and then, you know, you go. It's not like Walt Disney World. You, do, you don't have to plan every single second of every single day. Uh, it's It's much different. But even so, if you want to have even less work, hand it to the Mickey Travels agent. They'll book it for you and they'll yep. talk you through every step. But we'll talk more and about Mickey Travels. That, Jared, how much does that cost? Absolutely nothing. That's the best part. Do you Absolutely like this like, set up back and forth? It's kind of fun. It's it's it, This is a much more fun way to do the advertisement, to be honest. I, I like this much more than my more rehearsed spe- speech. I, I so, like it too. 
Uh, but let's talk more about the treasure because obviously the the tower suite that I mentioned being based off of Epcot, it's going to be expensive, of course. That's why it's, you know, there there's one of them and it's a tower suite. That's why it's going to be so popular. But it's it's very, very cool. And I do hope that we get more. Um, I love that concept, Alyssa. Obviously, we've had lots of uh, things themed after rides, attractions. Um, in fact, there's several, you know, lounges uh, that we're going to talk about themed after attractions um, being added to this ship. But to have a suite themed after a park, that's super cool to me. And I hope it's not the last. I hope in the future with more Disney Cruise Line ships, maybe someday we're get, we're going to get an Animal Kingdom suite or something. You know, you just never know. The The possibilities are sort of endless. I think this is going to be fantastic. And I will tell you that the tower suite and the Royal suites um, on the wish, and I have no doubt on the treasure sell out every single um, sailing. And as you said, they're not inexpensive, but I did tour the funnel suite or tower suite, as well as the Royal suites on the wish and blown away is an understatement. I just absolutely Mind-blowing, spectacular. And yes, the price is is there. Um, but remember, you get what you pay for. Um, mm -hmm. I always say that. You know, one of the things I always want to say, and I, I want to say this, if I may, you know, mm -hmm. I know sometimes people hear Disney Cruise Line, they think it's more expensive than other, other cruise lines. Um, perhaps. I'm not here to make a comparison and say, no, it's the same cost. Probably not. Um, but I will say this, one thing that I learned early on in my career as a Disney travel planner is Disney will not apologize for the cost of anything that they offer their guests because the quality matches the cost. Yeah. I mean, I can confirm personally from my experience. I mean, it's, it's night and day. And I had a friend actually, uh, who is a cast member um, who recently um, went on his first Disney cruise on the Disney Dream. This was a European 10-day Disney cruise. Very, very cool um, seeing the photos from that. And ironically, a month afterwards, and again, I'm not I'm not going to name the the other cruise line because I don't want to, you know, badmouth anybody on this podcast, to be honest. We like to spread positivity. Um, but he went on a competitor cruise line uh, just about a month afterwards. and. It was crazy. The night and day difference he was talking about. He the one thing he kept saying is like, like Jared, I, I I don't know how to say it any better than this, but there was trash everywhere, and it wasn't very clean, and it and it didn't smell right. Like that was the thing I noticed when I was on the Disney cruise. Was like, it's so clean, and it's so it's so well maintained, and I felt like there was a team member every like. 30 seconds uh doing something i mean it was it was so 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 nice and they and take I, a lot I of agree. pride in the cast that they hire for disney cruise line um mm -hmm. truly um you know the staff the cast members um the crew it, they are top notch on each of the Disney cruise lines. And remember mm. when you sail on a Disney cruise, and again, I know we're going to get back right back into the treasure. I know I'm, I'm getting us away from it. Um, you have the Disney customer service behind every single sailing 
Mm-hmm. Just like you do at the parks or Adventures by Disney or Elani or any Disney destination, um, the casting crew are top notch. And I will say that they don't hire just anybody to take on mm-hmm. those sailings. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. I, I would almost argue, and I don't know if this is a hot take, but I would almost argue that the service is, is better than what you're getting at the parks. And that's just from my experience, not to say that obviously the service you get from cast members at the parks is bad. That's just how good the service really is. Um, but let's talk Let's talk more about the treasure. Let's, yes. We're gonna move over to bars and lounges. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time in this because I know in the past, Alyssa's been like, man, Jared just talks about bars and lounges. Look, I, I just- it, Keeping it real, Jared. I, 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 I'm not I, saying it's not true. Hey, it's it's totally fair and acceptable. Um, but we we do have to mention a few things because there's a few things that I'm personally very excited for um, and unique new offerings that have never before been seen on another Disney cruise or Disney park. Um, so very cool. So the Periscope Club or the Periscope Pub rather is inspired by the 1954 Walt Disney World film uh, or Disney film rather uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Of course, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was also an attraction. Um, we spoke about that in um, previous episode, but regardless, uh, that is super exciting that we're sort of getting a lounge or a pub that's that's themed after something that isn't exactly around anymore but, but of course the fence though it makes it does. sense it does right i mean you're 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 on a cruise ship and it it just works mm-hmm. i don't know why that has not been thought of prior oh i i don't know why either but i'm glad yeah. it's going to happen me um, too I really, and again, I'm not going to, I'll save my complaints at the very end of the episode. I have one complaint about this cruise ship, and that's just me being a big time uh, fan of a certain uh, franchise. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but the next thing that I wanted to mention is that Skipper Society is a new lounge that will be joining the Disney Treasure, which is inspired by the classic Jungle Cruise attraction. I know fans are super excited for this one. Um, just, I think that's amazing. Again, makes total sense with, you know, the treasure and, and what the theme is. Bringing um, the parks on to the cruise line again. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, what, what a better place to do that. I think, let me tell you, Alyssa, um, I know it was a rumor. It didn't end up happening, but, um, I think don't be surprised if we see this more often, I'm just, again, this is totally speculation. I have no idea if this is going to happen someday with future Disney Cruise Line ships, but I would not be shocked if we see things inspired by Haunted Mansion or things see things inspired by Pirates, Big Thunder. Like, there's a lot of beloved Disney attractions that will get love across other things. We've already seen Disney films now get made based off of attractions, but I think the Disney Cruise Line is a perfect place to sort of add more of that like yeah. inspiration um so yes yeah, skipper society which is inspired by the classic jungle cruise attraction um this will feature fresh waffles and puns of course you know uh because they have to um the rose will also be joining uh this uh ship as well which will be themed after beauty and the beast i'm sure it'll be very gorgeous um now next up we'll talk about some quick service options including uh jumbo cafe which is inspired by disney zootopia this will feature ice cream sorbets gelato and more 
I believe that on the wish, um, if if I'm unless I'm mistaken, do you remember what the ice cream shop was on the wish, Alyssa? Yeah, might be putting it's, you in. Uh, it's after Inside Out. Um, Joy, oh, yes. Joyful Sweets. Yes, so that's sort of the. I'm gonna companion. hate myself if I can't remember these Joyful Sweets. <laughs> I mean, it is it is uh, amazing. They have gelato, ice cream, cupcakes, um, pastries. Mm -hmm. And what's great is it's right off of the pool deck. So yeah. it's very bright, a lot of windows. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I haven't gone in and gotten a few cupcakes and eaten them right there. Might or may not, might or might not have happened. Judgment-free zone here. Whatever. Uh <laughs> but I'm just saying, oh, and by the way, Vanilla cupcake, vanilla icing. Leave that there. If you uh, know, you know. <laughs> yeah, Leave that's that a, uh, Alyssa and I agree with many things on this podcast. That's why we don't have to have too many intense debates. We are Christmas and vanilla. Like Christmas over Halloween, vanilla cake over chocolate cake. She is. I. Oh, am are you chocolate cake? I am. This is the oh, thing that we there, disagree on. all on my side. Okay, let's move on to other things on the treasure. Yeah, I know. We got to get back on track right. here. We can't have okay. a whole episode debating chocolate versus vanilla. Yeah. But, um, there's and by also... the way, feel free to put your comments in if you're chocolate or vanilla, Christmas or Halloween, feel free. Yeah, let us know. These are yeah, highly debated good. topics here on our yeah. on our uh, team. Um, yeah. Mickey and Friends Festival Foods will also be around just like the Wish uh, and Marceline Market will be a food hall. Um, so that's Which very exciting. Which is exactly exciting. what's on the wish. Yeah. So again, lots of similarities. Being that they are sister ships, of course, there's going to be similarities. But there's also things that are new. Um, there's going to be some very cool dining experiences. And we're going to talk about that next. But before we do, I do want to mention that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Bod Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, Mickey Magic, one vacation at a time. Now, of course, we already spoke about Mickey Travels earlier, but just to remind you, uh, Mickey Travels does book Disney cruises, and they only book Disney cruises when it comes to cruises specifically. So if you want expert advice, planning, and all of that, reach out to Mickey Travels and they'll help you plan and book your next Disney cruise at no additional cost. It is completely free to you to use their services and it is absolutely worth it. Take all that stress off your plate, guys. If you want to go on a Disney cruise, give it over to the Mickey Travels agent. They're all extremely wonderful, nice people. I know many of them personally, and they will plan it all for you, book it all for you, and it'll cost no extra. It's really a no-brainer. But to get back to the episode specifically, I want to talk about dining experiences next because there's going to be several um, and several new ones specifically that I am excited to talk about. Because, again, what's cool about Disney Cruise Line is each ship is unique. But one of the main things that makes each ship unique, although some of the restaurants cross over, like there's Palo and multiple of the cruises, um, there are also unique dining experiences that are specific to specific ships. For example, let's get into that. With this 
treasure ship, we are going to have a World of Marvel, which is a new Marvel-led story, very similar in some ways to the Ant Ant-Man sort of led storyline restaurant that's over on the Wish. Uh, 1923 also does return from several other ships. Um, Encante and Paolo uh, are the, sorry, Enchant, I believe. I'm sorry. Enchante. Uh, Enchante. Wow. Third time's a charm. This is why I have <laughs> Alyssa on this podcast, guys. Yikes. Uh, are the more signature dining options. And finally, Plaza de Coco will be the great new addition to this group. Obviously, lots of people are going to be very excited for that. It's an entire restaurant themed after the Disney animated film that is beloved already, uh, which is Coco. So, Alyssa, out of everything I just sort of mentioned about signature dining, anything that you're especially excited for? So, um couple things the worlds of marvel um obviously have it on the wish you mentioned it's you know ant-man um so this i believe and please quote me if i'm wrong because you are the marvel guy this is more themed around spider-man um is, is that correct did i did i get that accurately yeah correct so it's more themed after uh spider-man iron man just different characters it's going to be more of a generalized marvel storyline compared to the one on the wish which was more brought like ant-man focused right so it's, and I, it's and a if different I'm not experience mistaken, i think spider-man's made a few appearances on the wish at mm -hmm. worlds of marvel just maybe just to see kind of people's reactions to it and yeah that's a guess um i will say a uh, huge fan of 1923 um, if mm -hmm. you are a Disney, if you are a Walt Disney historical buff, this is your restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say this is how it's going to be on the treasure, but I'm going to assume it. You know what happens when you assume, but that's not good. Um, on the wish, there are two sides to 1923. There's mm -hmm. Walt, the Walt Disney side and the Roy Disney side. And they're identical. They're mirror images of each other. But as you can imagine, the Walt Disney side has more... Um, art and um, artifacts and things like that about Walt Disney, the other side, Roy Disney, same meal. Uh, you are able to go back and forth. If you're staying, if you're eating in the Walt side, you can go to the Roy side. Um, it is a beautiful, beautiful meal. Um, not super fancy, but just very um, beautifully uh, decorated. And I love all the history, a lot of pictures, a lot of memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously Plaza de Coco is going to be replacing Arendelle that's currently on the wish. Um, so that's all about frozen. And then of course, this is all about Coco. Um, so I think this will be very well received. I am going to say, I am really happy that they did not replicate all three. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I, I think worlds of Marvel makes sense to a lot of Marvel fans. 1923 makes a million times sense. Um, I'm not, the, okay, can I, am I, are we allowed to keep it real on this podcast? That's always. I'm not the hugest fan of Arendelle on The Wish. Oh, now, wow. I know there are going to be people that are going to be like throwing tomatoes at my face. Um, I, I think for me, um, I will probably, uh, say it's because I've never had a table that's been close to the stage. So it's always mm -hmm. been a little bit further back. Um, so the food, I'm not a huge fan of Scandinavian food. So I'm sorry, everybody, but um, I'm excited about Plaza de Coco. Um, mm. So I will share a little tip with you. When I do a three-night cruise on The Wish, I usually book Paolo 
when and and call and ask and this by the way mickey travels agent can do and i ask them to put paula and when i book paulo i ask them to put arendelle that night so i'm mm-hmm. skipping arendelle and going wow. to paulo wow you know um did you know that you can actually of- request the 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 actual rotation I wasn't your, aware your of that. Your agent can do that for you. Mickey Travel's agent can do that for you. I'm I wasn't aware of that. I'm learning things. But you know, all of our frozen fans out there just tried to hold oh, on to your I tomatoes. Gonna, I'm uh, I'm gonna be kicked off the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. You know, that that's the beautiful thing about a podcast is you can't hear what the person driving their car right now listening is actually saying out loud. We're we're good on our end. But I know regardless- and I apologize. I listen. I'm not an anti-Frozen fan. Um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just not my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. So again, you know, to each his own. I'm excited about Plastic Cocoa, but really quick to move on. And I don't want to belay or take up the whole uh, podcast and all that. But I will say um, I'm a huge fan of Apollo. I've been to both mm-hmm. the brunch and the dinner. Um Amazing, worth the extra money, and it's not that much more. So if you can get a reservation for either the brunch and or the dinner, huge fan. Especially if you're on a, for this, what's great is you're on a seven night sailing. So yeah. you're gonna be able. You're gonna if you don't do a signature dining, you're gonna rotate twice and then a third time one night. So it's an a- absolute wonderful opportunity to grab a signature dining one yeah. of the nights, just so you don't double up. Um, I have not eaten it on Shantae, but I have toured it and I can tell you on the wish it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so very, very high end French, um, themed mm-hmm. after Beauty and the Beast. Um, so I'm excited about the dining experiences and I'm really sorry for anybody who hates me cause I didn't like Aaron. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, you can't please everybody, but <laughs> I will say, um, you know, if I may, before we move on past sort of dining, um, one thing I did want to mention is I got to experience Palo uh, for myself when I was in the Disney Magic, um, and I I just cannot say enough good things about that experience in that restaurant. You know, I find that certain things upgrading to it's not necessarily worth it. And and I'm not just saying this for like Disney, I'm saying things in general, like, you know, certain flights, if you're flying an hour, you don't need first class. You like, there's certain things in life that I find you don't need to upgrade to. But in my opinion, this is one of those things that you absolutely need to do. If you're going to go on a Disney cruise, it's worth every single penny. And then some, I mean, um, my wife and I, we celebrated our first wedding anniversary at our dinner. And I just, I was just stunned, not just by the food, but the service was just next level. I mean, our server, whose name was Vincent, if you ever dine at Palo on the Magic Sea, I'm remembering a server's name months and months after the fact. That's how amazing this service was. Um, and the views, if you book it for sunset, again, something your uh, Mickey Travels agent can help you with. Uh, you know, these are things that really make a huge difference. And if you're celebrating a special occasion, they're going to take care of you. Trust me, um, I'm not going to spoil the surprise on how they'll take care of you, but they definitely take care of you. So just, I had to mention that because, you know, Paulo was just, it kind of took my breath away, to be honest. I still think about it. So it's extremely white glove. Um, 
you know, VIP type of dining um, without the price tag. Yeah, I agree. It's Please. it's hard to it's hard to explain. It it really is, but it's spectacular. The food was breathtakingly good. The service was incredible. The desserts, I mean, it was all amazing. But mm-hmm. um, let's jump into some other things. For example, the Aqua Mouse, which is high up on the ship. You'll find the Aqua Mouse, Disney Cruise Line's attraction at sea. There are currently two exciting experiences you can have with the Aqua Mouse, but the Disney Treasure will basically see the addition of a new layer to this, which is the Curse of the Golden Egg. Uh, this new show will feature Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, um, you know, on a misadventure into an ancient temple, catch a glimpse of some legendary films and treasures and things like that. Um, so it, it's one of those things that people absolutely adore. Um, I remember, um, you know, again, another unique part about going on the Disney Cruise Line ships is they do have different slides and different experiences within those slides. But um, I can tell you that the one on the wish is absolutely loved and people do adore it. The kids, families, everything. Um, so very excited to see that be added uh, to this cruise line. Um, not to mention just pools in general. Um, I want to talk about them as well. There are seven pools on the upper deck that will be themed to Mickey and friends, just like the Disney wish. Um, the Toy Story themed family zone will be uh, included from the Disney wish with a splash zone. Um, you know, there's going to be a family water slide, a smoothie bar. Um, but there's also an adult section, um, you know, for you adults out there who want to go to the quiet cove with an infinity pool or a poolside bar, just like the Disney wish. Again, these are sister ships. Um, Moana is the cove cafe theme for the Disney wish, but it hasn't been revealed if it'll be exactly the same on the Disney treasure, but it will be uh, quite similar. Um, the Senses Spa is also another beautiful way to relax uh, if you're looking to get a massage or something, some service of that nature. So, Can I also cool. say something, Jared? Um, you know, when you book with Mickey Travels, um, they can help you pre-book adult dining, spa treatments, mm-hmm. uh, onboard activities such as princess and pirate makeovers, um, excursions at ports of call. Um, so all of these things that you might want to get ahead of time, which I would highly suggest, mm-hmm. um, Mickey Travels can help you take care of all of that uh, hassle-free so that you don't yeah. have to worry about it. On the day that you're able to, based on your Castaway Club status, Mickey Travels can go and take care of all that for you. And it's absolutely worth getting that done ahead of time. Um, again, especially things like Palo, because Palo books up books up quickly that reputation has gotten out guys believe it or not past past just the mickey block podcast uh, a lot of people love themselves paulo and the signature dining experiences there's also remy and other signature dining experiences on other cruise line ships but i do want to give one piece of advice though um and this is when you're actually on the ship if you are unable to get an experience that you want but is sold out at the time you mm-hmm. go in to to do that and that happens um, always feel free to go to the guest services area on your ship when you board or anytime and see if there's anything that has opened up or that they have left open for guests that are boarding the ship that day. Um, because I have seen things open up when they've been sold out at the time online 
And then you go there mm. and if you go to the, no guarantee, but I always say, if you don't ask, the answer is no. And if you ask, mm. the answer could be yes. So don't be fully discouraged if for some reason it's sold out. Um, it doesn't mean that it might mean that you're not going to get the experience, but it also could mean that you could go to the guest relations desk and see if they can help you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that um, I actually sort of saw firsthand. Uh, we made some friends while on our Disney cruise and they were like, oh, we couldn't get Paulo. And I remember hearing from a certain someone who worked at a certain travel agency uh, saying something similar to that, Alyssa. And I remember thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll just hand off this piece of advice. So we told them and they actually went to that help desk and got a reservation for Paulo um, that they didn't think that was available. So, you know, um, Can't it, hurt. it pays to listen. It pays to have some friends who also know what they're talking about, but it pays to listen. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it actually pays to work with a diamond level agency like Mickey Travels, who literally is Disney exclusive. So again, they don't book other cruise lines. This is mm -hmm. what they know. This is what they are experienced in. Um, their services are free. So you're getting all of this inside knowledge and help without having to pay any more than you're paying for your cruise. Exactly. Which again, we say that a lot on the podcast when we're talking about Mickey Travels. We we try to like really hammer home the point that it's at no additional cost. But that's because you'd be shocked at how many people are like, okay, what's the catch? What do you mean it doesn't cost anything extra? No, I mean, if you literally book your Disney cruise yourself, it'll cost you the same amount as if you book your Disney cruise through a Mickey Travels agent, except they are doing all of the planning, all of the booking for you. So it just, to me, it's like a completely no brainer, um, you know, but again, I can't recommend travel agencies for your European trip or for your, you know, for your other, your, your big California coast trip, but unless I can. It's, unless it's a Disney destination, like adventures by Disney or a Disney cruise that's going yes. to the Mediterranean, just saying, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. But but, you know, because there are obviously these agencies that do cost extra to book with them on top of what it would cost. But that's the beauty of Mickey Travels is it doesn't. So just something to to remind uh, to remind you all. Um, let's continue to talk about the treasure here. The central hub for daytime activities and adult exclusive evening entertainment on board the Disney treasure will be the Sarabai. This Space is, of course, inspired by the Lion King and named after the lioness matriarch, uh, which will evoke natural beauty and openness of the savannah. Um, this is the Luna space on board the Disney Wish. Um, so that's very fun to me. I love that the Lion King is getting more love. Totally off topic, but this this is something I was actually just talking about, speaking of with the Lion King the other day. Everybody keeps talking about, oh, well, how do we retheme you know, Dino Land and Animal Kingdom. Maybe we should do, you know, maybe we should do Coco. Maybe we should do Moana. Maybe we should do this. The Lion King is right there, guys, okay? And I think Disney should utilize the Lion King more, just my personal opinion, because if you were to look up the actual, and this is a real thing, if you were to look up the most listened to Disney soundtrack, the most viewed Disney film, the most purchased Disney film, Lion King is top five in almost all of those categories. So the love is still there. So this is just me telling Disney, utilize the Lion King more. Um, but regardless, this is a cool, this is a good step in the right direction. Okay. So I accept this. This is great. 
Um, also, again, lots of the rooms on the Disney treasure will also be inspired by the Lion King, which I love as well. So just something that I thought was really cool. Did you get to check out the Disney Luna space, Lissa? Yes, uh, on the Wish, absolutely. I mean, we checked out all the spaces. I'm excited mm. about the refaming to the Lion King. I agree. I think it needs a lot of love. Um, but as you mentioned, there are themed rooms to the Lion King. If I'm not mistaken, there's Lion King, um, there's Luca, there's Up, there's Encanto, there's Aladdin. Yep, yep. correct. Uh, what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing a couple. Um, uh, no, that's pretty much everything from what, from at least from the info that they released. I'm yeah, sure and what's a... really cool also is if you have a connecting stateroom, there's a really good chance that they will be opposite of um, of what you have. So, for example, um, my family's booked on the treasure in February of 2025. Seems far away, but you know it'll be here before you know it. And mm -hmm. we have three staterooms booked, and it is up in Kanto and up. Wow. So we're going to awesome. get a little bit of, you know, a little taste of, of all three of those. And those themes, um, people might be thinking, well, how themed is it? Um, you're talking about the art behind the bed, the, the, the queen bed. Um, it's very subtle. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, there's no, like, you know, in your face. It's just very, very subtle touches in the art that they have within each room. Um, but it'll be kind of neat to see what each of those are because on the wish it's very princess forward. So you've got mm -hmm. different, you know, princess themes, whether, you know, it's um, Cinderella or uh, princess and the frog or um, what have you. Well, I think what's cool about this, and again, I don't want to like um, stereotype at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, what I love about, uh, you know, these sister ships and what they're sort of doing with the wish versus the treasure is they're sort of catering to different kinds of fan bases, the fan bases who love, and this isn't even a boy girl thing or anything like that. Uh, this is like specifically what I'm referring to is of course, there's a massive fan base for Disney princesses. Um, and they have a whole ship that is so kind of more in your face. Like we love Disney princesses and here's Cinderella statue. Like it's, it's. It's gorgeous, of course, and the atrium is gorgeous. And but now we're going to have another ship that's more catered to like people who love adventure and people who love all that. So again, I said I'd talk about this at the end of the episode. So if you're still around, you can hear uh, Jared complain about nothing uh, uh, and sort of scream into the void, as I often do on this podcast. But uh, if I had one complaint about this uh, cruise ship, it's that. Again, I know I went on quite the rant about the great movie ride in Hollywood Studios in our last episode, um, but if I had a specific complaint, um, it's that you have a cruise that is literally named the Disney Treasure, and we don't have a pirate-themed anything. That blows my mind to me, um, being that the Pirates of the Caribbean is one of Disney's most famous attractions. It's one of their most profitable franchises of all time now as well. Um, and they even have Pirate Knights. And I'm guessing that's the reasoning is they're like, OK, well, we already do Pirate Knights on the cruise, but it's a cruise. It's it's in the open water. I mean, why wouldn't you have a pirate themed something? And being that it's I named think the a pirate, maybe a pirate themed pub. Yeah, like a like something similar to Tortuga Tavern, obviously with you know adult beverages that you're not allowed to do in in the Magic Kingdom. But like 
something similar to that would have made a lot of sense to me. And even so, you could have even done a whole restaurant if you wanted to. Um, so just that kind of theming to me made too much sense. Um, especially with the name Treasure. I it's mean, Pirates Treasure. It's almost, yeah. They were like, no, we can't do that. Everybody's going to think we're going to do that or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like it's, it's Disney's like, listening. We got some ideas for you. Yeah, it's it. You know what, Alyssa? Some things are too on the nose. Like a movie ride in the you know in the the park themed after movies. That's that's too obvious. We don't need that. We need something else. Uh, so, anyways, let's not get Jared riled that's up funny. again. Uh, but talking a few other things before we wrap up the episode, cafes, which of course is important, right? People need their cafes because people need their coffees. Uh, just off the Grand Hall, you'll have two walk-up cafes serving a selection of coffee, tea, specialty beverages, snacks. The Hey Hey Cafe is inspired by Moana, of course, named after her trusty sidekick, uh, Little Chicken, which is adorable and hilarious, and it's voiced by Alan Tudyk, uh, which will echo the scalloped seashells and reflective view waters of the Southern Pacific um, and things like that. But it will also pay homage to the construction technique used by the Polynesian people to craft seafaring vessels. And the Jade Cricket Cafe, which I think is really cool too, is inspired by Mulan and her trusty family, uh, Lucky Cricket, um, who will be represented by a jade sculpture along the bar with the striking blue walls, metallic counters, things like that. Obviously very reminiscent of Mulan's armor um, and things of that nature. These cafes are the Wishing Star in the Enchanted Sword cafes and the Disney Wish. Um, so again, obviously, as we spoke about, much more princess-oriented. Um, but I think this is cool. You know, I think it's great, obviously, to get some more Moana love. But I think it's great that we're getting some Mulan uh, love, you know? What another think, Disney gem. I think gem. they're definitely spreading some of these uh, IPs around and letting mm. us enjoy some. I do think that there's a few that, again, like you said, would be kind of fun to have seen. Um, mm. But I, I don't hate the theming that they've done so far. Like I said, I'm excited to see... What they're going to do, I think the ship is going, while it's a sister ship, is going to look extremely different. Yeah. Just even from some of the um, the, the mock-ups that we've seen, it's yeah. probably going to be a lot darker um, in nature. The Wish is extremely bright and light and crystally and, you know, just kind of whimsical. Um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see. I think it'll be absolutely beautiful. Um, but as I always say, you know, don't expect to walk onto the treasure and see the Wish. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, you know, the uh what Alyssa was just referencing, like the artist renderings and things that Disney has released, um, that allows you to sort of catch a glimpse at what the treasure is gonna look like. It all looks gorgeous, but Alyssa's right, it does look substantially different from the wish. The wish, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had obviously Alyssa's been able to go on a few times, but we've also had several team members who've been on the wish and it's it's very bright and you know shiny like a princess and uh that's by design but the treasure is much more like you know dark and adventurous and uh you know mysterious and things like that um so so it's i'm curious to see what that's going to be like and how fans enjoy it but again i look okay we Alyssa might go on the disney treasure i don't anticipate this happening but Alyssa might go on the disney treasure and say it's not for me. I like the wish more, but that's a good thing, folks. Okay. I like that. I love that about the Disney company, about the Disney cruise line, because 
why would we want everything to be the same? Because then if you're not happy, then you're never going to return, right? But the cool thing about it is Disney Cruise Line has so many different ships that offer different things. So if you don't specifically like this ship, like Alyssa, you know, there's a lot of people who like to book a specific Disney cruise ship because they like that ship and they prefer to go on that ship. And that's a great thing, you know, but that's the beauty, I think, of their expanding fleet. I don't know if you agree with this, that just like them sort of adding different offerings for different families, different people. No, I agree. And I think what really determines a lot of times which um, cruise ship people are booking. Um, I think it could depend on the ship, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. It could depend on the itinerary. It could depend on how many nights the sailing is. It could depend on where it's sailing out of based on convenience. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you this, um, you know, the, the shorter sailings out of New York City are super popular for people up in the Northeast when right yeah. now, you know, they have the Bermuda sailings out of New York city for five nights with uh, two days stopping at Bermuda. Um, you know, that's really popular because people don't have to spend the money to fly down to yeah. Florida. Um, so there's a lot of factors that I think uh, play into why someone chooses a, um, a certain sailing or a certain ship. But I do think that there are people who are very, again, let me use the word loyal to a certain ship that they mm -hmm. just feel very connected to. Um, and that's great as well. You know, like you said, there's, yeah. you know, it's like the resorts at Disney World. Some people are very loyal to their resort and other people like to try something new every single time they go. Yeah. So, and that's why they have different options. You know, there's not one Disney mm -hmm. cruise ship where you, this is all you have. There's multiple options. And I think going back to what you said very early in the, in the recording, um, I don't think Disney's going to stop here. I think they're going to continue to build on their fleet and offer more and more options, more and more itineraries, more and more destinations, um, just like all of their products are. You know, Adventures by Disney now offers over 40 adventures. That's not what it was like when they started. Yeah. They offered a few and now it's expanded. Um, so I say Disney can keep, as long as there's a lot of imagination in the world, keep building. Look, that's why that was one of Walt Disney's core beliefs. And, um, you know, and as he always said, it all started with the mouse. The point of that phrase is not just the idea of like how important Mickey Mouse specifically is. Uh, I think what he meant by that is it started with this little seed, this little idea, which then grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And I think that's what Walt Disney stands for and what he wanted. Um, but also, you know, the that's what the cruise line is doing now, which I think is wonderful. And and beyond the treasure, we're going to get the Disney Adventure, which is very exciting. That's another cruise line, another cruise ship, rather, that has been announced. Um, you know, just saying, uh, since we didn't get pirates on the on the treasure, maybe maybe we'll get pirates on the Disney Adventure. Uh, the Disney Adventure is planned to be a more Asia specific uh, cruise, so that's very exciting too. That we're getting more like areas to cruise within the world, Alyssa. Um, you know, and uh, hey, look, maybe maybe that's where we get like an Adventureland suite. Just saying, if it's called the Adventure, I'm just pitching ideas now at this point. Disney uh, <laughs> Feel free to write our suggestions down and run with it. 
Yeah, you don't got to pay us, okay? Take it, to, take it back to Imaginary and see what they can do with it. Yeah, see what they, I'm sure we'll we'll give you the ideas you run yeah, from there. Yeah, run with it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but before we end, Alyssa, is there anything, one specific thing, I guess, if you had to pick one, that you are most excited for when it comes to the Disney treasure? I'm excited to see how they imagined this ship, what mm-hmm. their vision was for this brand new sixth ship in their fleet um i know i'm gonna be blown away whether it's you know i'll be honest with you right now my heart is with the disney wish because i Mm -hmm. absolutely love everything they've done with it but i know i'm gonna love the treasure i'm just i think the thing i'm most excited about is just to see where the imagination went in Mm -hmm. creating this ship and the new experiences um, and really just immersing in it. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if I had to pick one specific thing, um, this is not a, this is not, uh, a drinking thing. Okay. Um, but I will say, I love that they're doing both the 20,000 leagues under the sea pub and also the, uh, jungle cruise lounge. Um, you know, I'm also excited for the Coco restaurant, but I'm, I'm more so excited for those two because, What's cool about, and they, they're doing something similar with like the cafes. Like, I feel like, and I think you'll agree with this, Alyssa, like, obviously they're going to reserve like their restaurants for like the grandest and biggest of IPs, Marvel, Frozen, things like that. But what's cool about these lounges, these smaller areas, these cafes, you know, you can kind of uh, utilize maybe like older IPs or IPs that aren't as well known or take a ride and theme a whole thing after that. But the amount of people I'm sure who have conceptualized the idea of like, Oh man, like getting to grab a, grab a cocktail at a jungle cruise bar is I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to be loved. And I love that they're doing something with 20,000 leagues under the sea. I just want Disney to do more with their like, maybe older or lesser known franchises because franchises and IPs, in my opinion, get forgotten when you stop utilizing them. Nobody's going to know what the heck 20,000 leagues under the sea is. If you don't do anything with it for 50 years, obviously nobody's going to know, but how many fans will go inside of this place and be like, Oh, what's this? Maybe I'll rewatch that film or let me go rewatch what the ride was like. You know, I just, I think Disney has so many wonderful IPs and and I want them to utilize more of them than sort of redoing a lot of the same, but that's just me. Um, Regardless, we do hope you enjoyed this episode. We really went into the depths, no pun intended. Uh, Sorry, I had to. Um, of what the Disney treasure is, um, what's coming with it, and everything that we know about it. We also talk at great lengths about Mickey Travels um, and about how you can utilize them to book your Disney cruise at no additional cost to you. They can plan it all, book it for you, and um, it's it's really a no-brainer, as we spoke about earlier. Um, and we spoke about everything that's going to be being offered on this great and wonderful sister ship to the Disney wish. Um, Of course, as we mentioned, it is coming in December of 2024. Um, So I'm sure future episodes, we're going to talk plenty more about the Disney treasure as we get closer. Um, But regardless, very exciting. I want to also say, make sure that everybody knows that all bookings are open for the Mm -hmm. bookings are open for everybody. It's all the castaway club. Now it's, you know, it's, open to the general public. So reach out to Mickey Travels. 
um, the, the sailings are booking up. Um, mm -hmm. It is a uh, Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean toggle back and forth each week. Um, but mm -hmm. they are booking up quickly. Um, I know when I booked mine the, the first day I could, um, there were a lot of staterooms that were already sold out. And that doesn't mean don't be discouraged, but let your Mickey Travels agent get you on the sailing you want to get on. And uh, don't wait if you want to be among the first to be on mm -hmm. this amazing new ship. Mickey Travels can get you there. Yeah, absolutely. Please do reach out to Mickey Travels today. Head over to mickeytravels.com to get started. Um, and we hope that this episode helped you get sort of excited for the Disney treasure. Maybe learn more about the Disney treasure if you uh, weren't aware of all the things that we discussed and talked about. Um, that's what we're here for. That's what MickeyBlog.com is here for. We are a resource to you. Uh, we're here to give you the Disney news, Disney planning, tips, tricks, all that. So head over to MickeyBlog.com today. If you need help with anything Disney related, that's what we're here for. And then you can also follow us on social media. MickeyBlog is on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun jazz. We're even on YouTube where we're dropping several YouTube videos a week now. Um, not to mention a new Make You Blog podcast episode every single Friday. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to see more, just wait till next week because we got another episode for you. So tune in next Friday for another edition of the Make You Blog podcast. We are so grateful that you tuned in to this episode and uh, we can't wait to see you guys next time. See you guys later.